What's up, guys? I am Caleb Giddings. Oh, normally, I wait for Keith. I, I, I am Jack. I am right. Jack. Yeah, Keith is not here. He is visiting Israel so he can touch where they make the bull pups. Like he wants to go. Yeah, he... like most people when they go to the Holy Land to do a pilgrimage, it's to like see where the crucifixion happened, go to the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. You know. Things like that. Keith he, wants to go where they make the bullpups. Keith got off the plane and put a magazine directly into his armpit, as all pilgrims must do, and uh, then he walked around. That is about right. Um, Keith should be back in a week's time, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? He's. I, I think he's actually on vacation, which uh, is good. Uh, I would like to start this episode off. We'll get to the subject matter here in a minute by saying that Often our industry is not good about letting people take time off or take vacations. So I am a big believer in people enforcing the boundaries of their downtime. So Agreed. good for you, Keith. In Agreed. Enjoy, enjoy your downtime. You've certainly earned it. There was cer so, there was certainly a moment in the group chat where he's like, I could get on for an episode. And we're like, nope. No, no, please do not. We not you are not required. Not not only not required, but actually not allowed. Uh, <laughs> so it's been a not. Hang on, nothing at all has happened online. So we're not talking about that. Um, and for people who don't know what we're talking, if you know what I'm talking about. Un understand just understand we're not talking about it because it's not really actually worth addressing uh, if you don't know what i'm talking about have a great day go live your you're life a, and be happy you're a better person trust me you you are i i the only thought that i did have is people need to spend less time on twitter and more time on the range or in the gym that's what people need to do with their lives go actually if you spend any time on twitter i want you to ask yourself is this helping me I have never once gone on Twitter and been happy about anything that I did when I closed the app. Like right. I go on Instagram and I'm like, ooh, cool race car photos. I go on Facebook and I'm like, ooh, my friends are doing this, you know, because I'm old now. The old people are on Facebook. I'm like, oh, look at all the old people having fun, living our best lives. Da, da, da. I go on Twitter and it's like, wow, Jesus, God, why, why aren't you people happy? <laughs> uh, anyway so here's what we are talking about though and this is a, a subject that is near and dear to my heart and there's a lot of um there's a lot there is a lot of content around kids and guns and like raising kids with guns carrying guns around kids and stuff like that and here's what's interesting though most of that content is from a woman's POV or addressed towards women. And I think that there are unique circumstances and unique situations uh, that absolutely warrant that because, you know, we live in a society where women are still often the primary caregivers for children. And I think that it's beneficial to have that content. However, I think that as, hang on, as a man, as a um, man, let's, let's explain it to him. Ladies, yeah. Mansplaining is what a man explains. <laughs> but no, I, I would never presume to you know talk about those very those specific female spaces. But I think that there are male specific and also kind of generic spaces where this sort of thing matters. And you know, I don't talk about my kid a lot on social media. Uh, if you're if you see posts about my kid, it's because you're in like my actual friends group on social media because that shit's not on my public facing. But. Um, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit today. So I have a, an almost four-year-old and 
a, a number of th- and I do a number of things differently now than I ever did before. But I also have started thinking about stuff that maybe isn't germane now, but like, you know, something that I want to talk about and that I'm struggling with because he is starting to he is starting to consume media at a prodigious rate, whether it's on his tablet while, you know, he's while we're honestly trying to get him to be quiet for a little bit uh, or television or things like that. It's no longer shapes and noises that are funny. There's characters and people and plots, and he's starting to consume this and digest this. And I have, and now I'm now thinking, how am I going to expose this kid to like firearms related content in a way that makes sense? Because I don't know about you, but when I think about the TV shows and movies that I watched growing up, I there, there was no there was no sense of guns as a safe thing or a responsible thing. It was yeah, it was not so- good. Like. Talk about like GI Joe. There's no parents yeah. for the characters, and there's so, even yeah. It's I'll say I have um, I I don't get into my situation with my family and what's going on there on social media at all. I will say that I am a very close uncle to some nephews and nieces. Uh, weekly interactions with these kids, watching these kids. You're like a stepdad, uh, basically. Like, yeah, I I, I would say. <laughs> The title is Uncle Jack, and I stay with Uncle Jack, but like... That's probably wise. Yeah, the bonus parent is not far off. Um, And I I noticed these kids have seen me most of their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Um, They know, like, they've seen Uncle Jack with a gun, but they don't process what that is yet. That's not right. part of their world. Um, And when it's right, we'll have that time and that conversation. But I also started noticing that they were intaking media that, like you said, it crosses the line from where it's like funny shape counting to like, there's a plot here. There's a story. And like they're watching shows and they're intaking stuff off of that. They're going like, oh, now they're watching movies. And I started thinking, just like you did, there, yeah, G.I. Joe's a terrible thing to show a young child. Um, yeah about firearms there's no there's no safety to it there's it's just like grab laser gun and there are no consequences for what happens here none well and and none whatsoever because nobody ever dies in gi joe or even gets really significantly hurt and Um, i don't think that i don't think that's wrong for like a seven eight year old onward to be watching i don't think there's anything wrong with gi joe but it certainly isn't the first step. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting is, you know, I, I started thinking about when we were talking off uh, before recording about this episode, I started thinking about the media that I was exposed to as a kid, right? Not just G.I. Joe. Like, let's get like I can go through the list because like ideally the way that I would want guns to be treated in a child appropriate tv show or movie and that part child appropriate is is important because i'm not showing my kids john wick or way of the gun all right uh i mean not until he's at least nine so (laughs) i my my girlfriend like asked me like when the first time i watched a violent movie was and i was like i think i was like seven or eight and she's like well what was it i go predator so not like a really bad one and she's like you really don't understand. Like, <laughs> yeah, I 
I I can tell you exactly what my response to that question would have been. I mean, like, define violent because I would need to know, like, like, are you talking like Indiana Jones violence or are you talking like, because I saw Indiana Jones when I was like six. Yeah. Um, I, I, a lot of like Last Crusade. That was mm-hmm. the one I watched as a kid and like. Uh, yeah, Last Crusade is why I don't trust blonde women named Elsa. I couldn't make it through uh, Frozen. I was like, "This bitch bad. I can't. I can't." Blonde women named Elsa. I'm out. There I'm were, out. There's definitely a moment when you're much older watching that, and you're like, "Oh, there's some unhealthy the, connotations." Yeah. <laughs> you're like, "Uh, was somebody just like flipping through Oedipus here, and just like, oh, this is a fun little side bit we could throw in this movie. <laughs> this would be hilarious." Um. So. Yeah, when when it comes to like, what do you show kids? I don't want to show them Eddie Eagle because that'll be boring. I know I'm not supposed to say that. I think the Eddie Eagle program was a good attempt, but Eddie Eagle. Well, here's the other thing about Eddie Eagle, and I'll say this because I have friends who used to work on it. Eddie Eagle works much better in person. Like when they used to actually be able to go to schools, they would have the dude in the Eddie Eagle yeah. suit and he's like flapping his arms and doing all that stuff. And they would, it was always a two man team. They would have Eddie Eagle in the suit in the school. Like, I'm so cool. I'm a freaking bird. And then you would have an adult who would also be like, Hey, let's talk about gun safety. It works much better as an in-person thing because kids are more likely to pay attention to the yeah. mascot versus the cartoons, which make me sad on the inside and the outside. So yeah, that's, that's not a great example. I also don't want to only show media where I remember this as a kid because I liked guns as a kid. I was into you know shooting stuff and seeing that kind of things. And long before I was ever allowed to, I watched media that had guns in it. And I remember it was a bad guy thing. And that always bothered me where like only the bad guys use guns. And in fact, that was kind of the expectation that, Oh, that guy has a gun. He's a bad guy. The hero, he never uses guns. Mm-hmm. And I I don't want to put that out there either. I think there's a middle ground where you can show the beginnings of this. And it's like, well, don't you want the kid to be safe with a firearm? Yeah, I, I we hammer in that conversation like this is not a thing you touch. And I think if we want to talk about that, I'm not the guy to talk about that. That no. person's name is Melody Lauer, and we're going to have her on at some point to discuss this. Yeah. But I do know a lot about movies, and I think I can talk about, like, if I want to give a prime example of what's a good movie to show a kid that features firearms but isn't hammering on it, it's the original Swiss Family Robinson film from Disney. Which, by the way, uh, that movie, I so I had not thought about that movie until this conversation uh and i was like oh my god you're right and also that movie is a straight up banger that movie they fight pirates it's awesome it is uh when i was growing up i was really into i remember the first book that did it was uh my side of the mountain Mm -hmm. which was a novel about a child during the depression era who leaves his home and makes a new home in the wilderness. And this sort of kicked off into Hatchet, which if you've never read Hatchet, that's a, a, every child should read Hatchet. Hatchet's a great story about surviving and doing what's necessary. And um, also, obviously, Robinson Crusoe mm-hmm. is a fantastic book. Uh, very dated. I think Robinson Crusoe is a, a novel that 
while it should be read, it should be read when you're a little bit older and you can process some of the some of the things that happen in that aren't as aren't aren't the same things as they would happen now or the same right. people that would happen now. But I would say Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, kinda. I would all but I, I would say that Swiss Family Robinson is pretty much timeless and tells a fantastic story of survival, almost fantasy level. You know, they 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 don't live in a lean to, they build this huge tree house and they mm-hmm. have like all these little animals and all this other stuff. It's like it's a great story for that. And it really does in the the original stuff, which is on Disney Plus. Um you know, the family goes through all the different methods and they fight pirates, they fight tigers. There's there's risk at points, but it's never so much that you're like, oh no, should the kid be watching this? Mm-hmm. And even even the small child in the group, who I think Fritz is like seven to nine, somewhere in that age range, maybe maybe ten, he helps. He's yeah. not. He's is he occasionally the comedic relief? One hundred percent. Does he kind of bumble through things? Yes. He's also a helper when it comes to like defending the home from pirates, and that I think is important because I remember as a kid hating when the kid was like useless. Yeah, because as a kid, you want the kid to be. You want to. Here, here's a true fact about movies, guys. You always want to see yourself in one of the characters, whether you are younger, older, uh, black, white, woman, you know, whatever. And as a kid, you want to. That's why, like, when I was young, one of my favorite movies, Three Ninjas, because oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, I take karate. These kids are ninjas. Uh, I could be a child ninja. Like, now, admittedly, was that movie about an old man training three children to become child soldiers to fight a secret war against a clan of ninjas? Yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Are you telling me Batman's in the wrong? (laughs) Batman and his army of child soldiers? Are you telling me that the serial adopter Bruce Wayne might be problematic in his plans? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, That's a completely different episode. But so, no, and I like the idea that when you're talking about guns represented in film and television and, you know, exposing kids to them, there needs to be peril around the use of the firearm and to me it needs to be treated with respect but not fear right like hey this is a dangerous thing don't point it at your brothers or sisters but also it is an appropriate tool to be used in setting xyz and that you know have if that's sort of your guideline that eliminates a lot of uh well, and I, I'm really trying to like go through my head and like, okay, what is a, a children appropriate movie that handles guns in an appropriate and respectful way? And it really depends. And like, I can't think of any that I would want to show like a six year old other than Swiss Family Robinson. Uh, oh, you had another example though. Um, trying to think of what what's also oh um treasure planet? treasure planet yeah. Uh, Treasure Planet obviously is a take on uh, Treasure Island, um, which you know, hey, isn't that sort of the same? Yeah, it's from the same period. Mm-hmm. But what I I want to say about it is, it is it in the cartoon form of Treasure Planet. It's really cool. It's very visually interesting, and I think it translates from very young. 
who would, would be like, wow, starships and like sailing through the skies and aliens and fights and woo. It's never so intense that you're like, okay, maybe the kids shouldn't be seeing this. Maybe this might give nightmares, but it is intense enough for them to be like <gasps> peril, right. bad things. And they don't, they don't harp on. I was watching it the other night, and I remember this moment where, you know, spoiler alert: some bad stuff happens in the crew mutinies. Uh, I hate to, I hate to spoil Treasure Planet for you. Right, if you haven't the watched 2002 it. Disney animated film. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. 21 years wasn't enough for you to catch this. One. Right. Somebody but got you're... mad. Side note: uh, I was reading a, a Twitter thread, which I regret, and somebody was upset that uh, someone posted spoilers for um, freaking uh, the Ed Norton movie with the swastikas. Uh, but I, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, American History X. Thank you. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> how have you not seen this movie is older than you are, probably personally. Right. Oh, guy. I don't So I anyway, don't... Treasure Planet. Sorry, that was like a full yeah, aside. Right yeah. There. Treasure Planet, um, the crew mutinies, they reach <sighs> into the safe and like sh- the captain hands the you know heroic character of Jim. Um, a laser pistol and she's like hold that door and you see this moment where Jim is being handed this weapon and there's respect he's like this is an adult thing I'm right. having to do an adult thing and I remembered um, before I was ever in any sort of parental guidance mode someone told me like if you how you treat children is how they'll you know how they'll respond. Right. You can treat them like they have nothing to offer, or you can treat them with respect. And while I don't expect adult actions from children, I do, you know, like, Hey buddy, we got to pick that up. Okay. We'll pick it up now. And you do get more fly. Uh, I, I always hate this phrase. You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. I'm like, why am I trying to catch flies? But the idea uh, that, I will get a better ROI on conversations with my kid when I don't talk to him like he's a fucking asshole is true. And it's very true, especially as they develop, as their cognition develops, because, you know, the stage that he's at at almost four is he has moods, he understands stuff. Sometimes he is, a, sometimes he's a little asshole. Like, uh, yeah. hey, here's a fun fact, guys. And I've had people be upset with me when I refer to my kid as a little asshole. Uh, I'm like, he's my kid. Uh, I am allowed to call him a little asshole. No one, my wife can, no one else on planet earth gets to call him a little asshole to my face without there being repercussions, <laughs> but I'm allowed to do it. It's in the contract. He came out of my balls. So I am allowed to call if, him if, a little yeah, asshole. Yeah, he interrupts your sleep. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh God, does he ever. But no, I think it's interesting, you know, the idea of, uh, of exposure to this concept at an age where it's age appropriate and it can start building a foundation of these are, you know, these things are serious business. There's peril um, and they should be handled respectfully because, you know, as, as I said, I'm not showing my, you know, my my four-year-old way of the gun. I'm not teaching him team movements. I want him to understand, you know, guns are, yeah. That's for teenage years. Let's, let's be yeah. very fear. Children will watch media their entire life. 
Oh, they should be doing less out in the woods. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Leave me alone. They're going to see some TV. They're going to play some games. But if I can occasionally put something in front of them where they're learning something without it being preached at them, that's good. And that that preachy part is the part that it's so important to avoid. And I will give you a personal example from my life. It is why being preached at is why the abstinence program never worked, right? Never. Like it, it, it at no point in the history of time has ab has an abstinence only sex ed policy been a successful sex ed policy and don't at me saying oh well i know someone who is abstinent all the way up until marriage and they've only slept with one person guess what so do i i know a person who did that too i know one i know lots of people and i know one per well i guess two because they were both they you know they fucking married each other um but we found the, the two they got yeah, together <laughs> yeah they did it hooray uh, Even the Amish have rumspringa. I'm just gonna yeah. say it, <laughs> but but that's the thing, right? Is you know the right. I will never agree that prohibition is the way to teach someone about something because that makes it mysterious. Um, I also don't think that, like, you know, again, don't come for me in this one, but I also don't think that you should hand you know a fully automatic MP5 to a four year old. I think that there is a way that we that there is a happy medium approach, and we live in a world where media is driving so much visual media especially you know and so it is I, I think it's super important to start thinking about if you care not just about gun safety but about gun culture if you care about inculcating a good healthy respect for guns in your kid and also not but also not thinking that guns are something that only the bad guys have you need to start thinking about what kind of media they're watching and at what stage like when is it appropriate to show your kid the mummy and the mummy returns, which are great gun movies? Um, now, I would, I would say those movies are probably seven and eight. Yeah. I would it's, like in that seven to 10 range, I think yeah. is when you can start in on those. Um, I would actually show. So if I was picking original star Wars trilogy, original yeah, star Wars, new hope, I think a new hope can be watched by someone who's four to five. Oh yeah, for sure. My kid's going to be watching star Wars. Like, uh, my kid's going to be watching Star Wars in a couple of years for sure. But that's just because I'm going to be watching it. I'll be like, oh, it's time for my annual Star Wars rewatch. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong with anything that happens in those firearms wise. Yeah, no. Uh, if you know, Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. The, the greatest safety violation is Luke stares down the barrel of the lightsaber and he's well, like -da -da -da. yeah which is even just like a talking point like i wouldn't have done that <laughs> yeah. like and then then we move on um but yeah i remember as a kid watching them handle firearms in star wars and being like oh the good guys use blasters too mm -hmm. everybody's got guns in that movie and you know it's i, th I think that is an important thing is that like not just not just the bad guys have guns because if you watch a lot of uh one of the things that i had to deal with growing up is i love i still to this day love kung fu movies and you know we're talking when i say kung fu movie i am not talking about american-made movies that are eight that are sort of parroting that genre i'm talking about like proper chinese-made kung fu movies and the only people that have guns in kung fu movies are the bad guys and as a kid, I was like, wait a minute, 
this would go. There, I remember there was a point where I became dis, disillusioned with the genre because I'm like, this would be over a lot quicker if you had an M16. Like, <laughs> if you you don't have to karate fight these guys, and it's and it's it's not that they weren't killing these people because you know Bruce Lee's snapping necks and ripping tracheas out and all of this right. stuff like. They're he, they're killing the shit out of people in these movies, <laughs> but I'm like, this would just this this is taking too long. Like, do you have a? Can we get some Indiana Jones in here and just shoot these people? <laughs> <sighs> um, yes. Yeah, so overall, I think there there's media out there, and here's the thing: take none of this at face value. If you are actually raising children, and you agree with some of the stuff we said, and you're like, I'm gonna go show my kid Treasure Planet. Cool. Watch it first. Yeah. Watch watch everything your children are about to watch first. Like, if you haven't seen every episode of Bluey. First off, you're missing out. Bluey is fantastic. Bluey is great. Bluey changed my life. Bluey is to my generation of parenting. And and I'm not – so when I say generation of parents, I'm talking not about the age of parents because – I have friends who have kids the same age as mine, and I'm much older than them because we waited a really long time to have a kid. Um, my, you know, parents that kind of have kids in that Bluey age appropriate bracket, Bluey is to us what Animaniacs was to my parents. Yes, it is a kids show that your kid will watch. He will love the characters. He will enjoy it, or she, whatever, will enjoy it, and that you as a parent will sit down and watch with them, and you will also enjoy it. It is fantastic and episodes are only like seven minutes long which is also kind of nice oh yeah and it's not annoying it's there not. is so much children's stuff now that i think is just like wow this is like bad annoying i don't know how low-key blippy if i find you it's Common. on site it's it's it, on it site is, it is on site with blippy uh, i should I will... know i shouldn't know a song about an excavator i shouldn't but catch myself do. singing it but, but I, I promise you, I promise you it's on site, Blippi. You know who, uh, however, uh, must be protected at all costs is Miss Rachel. Miss Rachel must be protected at all costs. Uh, if you, there were, there were people coming for Miss Rachel and I felt a way about it. I was like, oh, you want to, you want to come for her? Let's hang on. Say that in my yard. Step into my yard, sir. Let's You're talk like, about it. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about uh, it. Let's maybe, maybe, Miss Rachel maybe we don't thing. come for Miss Rachel thing. Maybe we yeah. just want to leave her alone. Maybe she's just get, trying to live her life and create good content for children. So bad. Like, Miss, oh someone's got to clip us sitting here with guns <laughs> standing up to Miss Rachel and send it to her. For the record, we think you're great. Um, yeah, we love you, Miss Rachel. You're you're awesome. All right, so uh, that I think that kind of puts a bow on it. Um, awesome, but definitely, everybody, if you have – so in the comments, if you've got ideas about, you know uh, – TV or uh, movies that you think are appropriate for kids to help introduce them to firearms, things that are age appropriate. I I almost forgot. I didn't forget, though. If you want to buy a book that is written by a parent who has small children that is about how to introduce your kids to gun safety, Julie Golub wrote it and had it illustrated. It's really good. That would be something that it's like 10 bucks on Amazon. You will not waste your $10. And I think that's a really good, like if your kids are still in like the storybook phase, absolutely a good start. Uh, I would not. Yeah. I I almost forgot about that. And I was like, wait, Julie's got a whole damn book about this. So excellent choice. Go out. You can just 
search Julie Golub on Amazon and it'll come up. All right. So, but that does kind of wrap up this portion of the episode. Yeah. If you have idea for ideas for media or stuff like that, that you think is uh, good for gun content and what age kids you think it would be appropriate for, drop that in the comments on this. Before we go, uh, we are going to, uh, we've got a couple of, um, I do read your comments, guys. Uh, I have seen the requests for episodes on Para and the Cerberus fiasco. We do want to do that. We want to have all three of us in the room for that because it's one of those things where everybody knows the piece that affected their particular interest the best. Um, I'm very familiar with the rise and fall of Para and their association with it. I'm familiar with some of the machinations of uh, Cerberus as well. Um but uh yeah so so we we are we do we do want to do that uh lastly i want to read a uh <clears throat> comment hang on let me see let me see there i, I got to find it real quick that whole episode was a commercial for hunter's hd gold you're right it was um <laughs> the the episode that i did when you guys were gone with kenzie fitzpatrick uh we talked about that one still. we talked about hunter's hd gold a lot because she was the person i was like resistant to it and she sent me a pair for free and i'm like Fuck, these are really good um and uh you know what i don't can't find this comment oh here we go this this one's three weeks old, but I've, we've been really busy. All right, so this is from Right to Bear eighty, and it says, "I think it sucks for those of you that actually enjoy listening to these guys and take the time to comment on their videos because they don't show you any type of appreciation for it." Well, Right to Bear eighty, here is your appreciation for it. You're a fucking crybaby. I'm sorry. We talk about our commenters all the time. I don't know what show you're listening what? to where we don't talk about. What these am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. I I've gone in and like commented on people. I've commented on people that were hating on me. Like, yeah, look right to bear 80. I'm sorry if you said something and we didn't reply to it, but we're replying to you now, baby. Yeah, you definitely, you got the attention that you wanted, buddy. Nice skull and crossbones avatar, dickhead. Uh, oh no, hey. they're wrenches. They're wrenches. Are oh. those wrenches? Oh, let me. Oh yeah. I guess I gotta, maybe I need to get glasses. Anyway, guys. Oh, also it's right to bear 80. 802. What? Oh, wait, hold on. It's it's not... It's right to bear, as in yeah. the animal. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I... I you you got the attention you wanted, buddy. I'm not sure. Going the way that you roar. <laughs> hey, you know what? We support... Uh, we support all lifestyles here. So, God bless America. God bless all you all. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thanks. And this is that. That's the thing. Do I not end every episode with thank you, everyone, for listening? Like, this is not where I'm just like, hey, you know what? Fuck you for watching our show. No, <laughs> you guys work. Shout out to our it. one Google Play listener holding strong behind Hold enemy strong, logs. Buddy. You need ammo. Um, anyway, all right, guys, that is it. Thank you again. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you like, share, subscribe. If you uh, are subscribed, hit that notification bell to get uh, not notes when new episodes air. And if you're listening on all the other platforms, leave us a five-star review if you would like and a cool review. That would be fantastic. And we will be back next week with another episode.